Hey coaches, you are listening to the 323 Sports Podcast, where you can keep up with breaking news in the team sports industry, enjoy fun interviews with coaches, and gain insight on how to build your athletic program. On this episode, we sit down with Peter Bonner, the sports director of Colonial Baptist Church in Cary, North Carolina. He shares with us what it's like to be a sports director of a large church ministry. Peter, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time uh, to, to speak with us today. Well, it's great to be here. I appreciate the invite and uh, just happy to share uh, from my experience of being sports director. Yes. And uh, Keith is alongside us. I believe, Keith, this is your first time on the show besides our very first episode, yes. our pilot episode, where Mike and yourself. Yes, I was on the pilot episode, and uh, the feedback was no one wanted me back. So I haven't been back since. But I do know Peter uh, for the last few years, so uh, I decided to join the episode again and force my way back on it, see yeah. if I can earn some love again. So how, how did you meet Peter? Where did you meet him? I met Peter at Colonial, I believe. Um, I don't know, when did you become the sports director there? I became director in August of 2014, but I was on okay. staff before that since 2011. So okay. I've been there for like eight years. Because I started yeah. playing in a basketball league. Colonial, one of their ministries is a men's basketball league. And I started playing that in fall of 2009, actually. Oh, okay. So that was because I moved to Raleigh in spring of 2009. And I met a guy there, pick up, and got put on a team. So I was just there. Um, I, I can't remember who the director was then, but I, at some point, Peter became the director. I met him there. Awesome. And so. The rest is history. Uh, right? That's how I met yeah. him. In one yeah. year, <laughs> one season, I was actually like semi, like, I was like Aaron's assistant. One oh. season. Gave a few devotionals. Uh, and so uh, awesome. got my league fee waived. It was a very nice season. <laughs> Had to stay all every, all through the games. But no, so I was, you know, you could say in a certain way that I was on Peter's staff for wow. like a couple months. That's impressive. In, in a way. In a way. In a way. way. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's, let's introduce Peter a little bit um, so you guys can get to know him a little bit better. So, Peter, um, can you tell us what, or I guess where you grew up and then – kind of go from there kind of where, where where did it lead you to come to colonial okay all right so yeah i grew up in ottawa ontario canada so i'm actually still a canadian citizen <laughs> and uh, all my family still live up there my mother and three brothers live in ontario near ottawa and one lives across the river in quebec awesome. uh, so as far as what brought me down here um it's kind of a long story, but I met this girl uh, on a golf trip to Myrtle Beach back in May of 1989, and we dated for a couple of years and got married in May of 91, and uh, she's from the South. She went to NC State, and nice. um, yeah, then we, yeah, we dated for two years long distance, got married, spent one winter up in Ottawa, and my <laughs> wife said, okay, that'll be the last time we do that, <laughs> and uh, we moved back down. Uh, to the Raleigh area, wow. and so that's been awesome. down here since like '91. Wow, that's really cool. Now, I, it's a fun fact for everybody. I'm actually 25% Canadian. Are you? Yeah, mm. my mom's 50%, obviously, because you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. But anyway, I I lived in Michigan. I grew up in Michigan, and we were pretty close to. What's that? Windsor. Is it Ontario? That's close to the thumb of Michigan. Yeah, yeah, Windsor, Ontario, Windsor. across the river. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and I visited that place because my mom had a cousin there. Okay. And so we visited him a couple times, and I just remember playing hockey 
in his basement. Right. Uh-huh. He was just an excellent goalkeeper. So anyway, did you play hockey growing up? Yeah, that way? was – well, two of my sports were uh, hockey, of course, as any Canadian. You, you have to play hockey. I yeah. think it's part of being a citizen. And then the other uh, sport I played in the summer was baseball. So hockey nice. and baseball were my – Two big sports growing up. That's when. Uh, that's what kept me busy. Yeah. <laughs> Keith, did you play hockey? I did not. I know. I did not play hockey. I did a couple times in PE. Play um, <clears throat> the gym hockey. Floor hockey. Floor hockey. Yes. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people said I had a lot of good skills. But, uh, no, <laughs> no. So I never played the real hockey. I do like ice skating though. I, uh-huh. I, uh huh. I figure skating. Or? I've never figure skated. I don't have the physique for that. But I, I did like ice skating uh, when we went. Um, I've been there a few times. But I really got into rollerblading as a kid. Uh-huh. My parents bought me a pair of rollerblades at a yard sale. I would rollerblade everywhere. And it was somewhat similar to ice skating. Uh, whenever uh-huh. I started ice skating, I was like, oh, I can do this. But cool. I never have actually tried to do it with a stick and right. hit a puck. I'm sure it's a lot right. more difficult. <laughs> it, it's a, it, yeah, it takes a little bit of skill. Uh, my position growing up was a goalkeeper, so that's nice. that's nice. what I was growing up for 15 years or so. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. you got like cat-like uh, reflexes. Well, <laughs> used to. <laughs> yeah. Not so much these days, I'm sure. So yeah. do, you, do you enjoy watching hockey, or what's your favorite sport to watch? I would say now hockey is probably my favorite. Um, yeah. I grew up, like I said, in Canada, in Ottawa, not far from Montreal, so I was actually a huge Montreal Expos fan oh. for younger fans in the audience that so may yes. not know who they were, but they they're now the Washington Nationals. Uh, so they uh, they folded uh, back around the year 2000, but the '94 strike is when they had the best record in baseball and oh. never had the World Series that year. And uh, I said, okay, I'm not going back to follow baseball <laughs> anymore. They were but, also. I remember them when they had <clears throat> Vlad Guerrero. Oh and- yeah. They had Henry Rodriguez too. Yeah, they, they, had, they Larry awesome. Walker, yeah. Ken Hill. Uh, they had they were good. They had, uh, they had the best record in baseball that year when the wow. strike happened. So I was just very frustrated by <laughs> that, that must season. Be frustrated. Yeah, it <laughs> was. Crazy. And now, uh, now probably with the sport I like to play, participate in is is golf. I like to golf. I don't get out <laughs> as often as I would like to, and therefore I'm not as good as uh, you got to be out there quite a bit to be good yes, at it uh, so <laughs> you just got to get out there more yeah. often uh, so I, my wife and I like to play golf nice. usually in the spring a couple times before it gets too hot and then in the fall yeah nice. so you mentioned that you met your wife what did you meet your wife um, dating in uh, the south right well but, on vacation okay. in uh, Myrtle Beach is where we met okay. uh, we met at the beach I was actually down golfing in Myrtle nice. Beach with a few friends and we met this group of girls and just started hanging out with <laughs> with them and uh, yeah. uh, then uh, we just kept in contact it was pre-internet days pre-email uh, <laughs> yeah. and everything so it was actual letter writing back and forth wow. yeah, that's awesome. that's yeah. All. now did she go to Colonial at the time well that's an interesting story so how I got even connected with Colonial was the fact that in uh, college, when she was at NC State, her roommate, Amy, heard uh, this guy speaking, this pastor speaking at East Carolina University, and said, this pastor, I don't know where he has a church or anything like that. Uh, his name is uh, Stephen Davey. Uh, you've got to find out his church because he is an amazing preacher. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, 
my wife, uh, Dawn, she was the one who um, did some research. And again, back then, I don't know how you did it without Google and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, I guess the Yellow Pages or something <laughs> and found him. And uh, I wasn't, we were actually living in two different cities. I was finishing up my university, university up in Ottawa. And she was down here already setting up an apartment for us. So um, she found him, started attending, and said, yeah, Amy's right. It's just a, wow. a great preacher. And mm. so that's how we got connected with Colonial. And at that time, there was only like 250 people attending in the yeah. East Cary Middle Band Room. Wow. Yeah, that's so awesome. it's growing a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's at, what, uh, a little over 4,000 members? Well, it? I think it's uh, just over three, actually. Yeah, over three. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's really cool. So uh, speaking of Colonial, so like what, I know you're the sports director, so um, what kind of sparked your interest or where do you approach by Stephen Dave himself to become the sports director? Kind of tell a little bit sure. about that. Well, it was actually just one Sunday um, looking in the communique, the church bulletin, uh, and seeing that there was an opening for a administrator in the sports ministry department. So just to back up a little bit, my wife and I, we were on the mission field with our two boys from 03 to 07 in Odessa, Ukraine. So we were serving, we were doing ministry over in Odessa for four years, been a total sports nut all my life. So the sports ministry obviously piqued my interest because I get to do ministry and also be involved in sports. So yeah. it was really an ideal situation. So I contacted the office, uh, met with the director at that time, head over it and uh, got a position in the sports ministry at a, as an administrator at that point. And nice. I'd like to say the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so speaking of your sports director role, yes. so what, what does like a typical day look like for you? Are you like full-time at the church? Is this like a part-time <clears throat> position? It, it's full-time, yeah. I mean, we've, um, we have right... Right at this point, anyway, we've got like 17 different sports. Wow. So it keeps us really, really busy. So as far as a typical day, our year is very cyclical. So it basically follows a annual cycle. So we just got through a very heavy point where March we're trying to form all of our spring leagues, our developmental soccer four and five year olds are six to 13 year old match play soccer five to seven year old t-ball league and then our eight to 13 year old machine pitch baseball so there's a lot of kids and it's uh, trying to uh, form these teams it, it takes a lot of our time and then the same thing happens again in august with all of our fall teams and then in October, November, forming all of our children's basketball leagues, and we've got 500 kids every year in that league. And then the summertime, we have our sports camps, uh, basketball and soccer. So it really does follow a very set pattern, very cyclical. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Now, do you kind of know like a number of participants, do you think, on average? <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, uh, just recently, my sports assistant, Troy, uh, he dug up all the uh, our, our communications director was looking for that information, so I happen to have it here. Nice. And uh, so the total number of participants, and this includes uh, people who have played multiple sports. So if Joey played machine pitch baseball and children's basketball, he'd be counted twice. Yeah. So just total number of participants. Uh, last year was 3,245 wow. participants. 
And then the number of individuals who participated just if they played multiple sports and they're only counted once was still 2,000 participants. Yeah. Yeah. 2,000. And then, um, like the percentage of those who were colonial attendees or members of colonial was only 19.44 percent. Really? Yeah, wow. and we had 80, just over 80 percent non-colonial, and then about 23, 24 percent of those are totally unchurched. Wow! Hmm. So um, Keith was one of those numbers. I was one of the. He church was. Numbers. He I was, was a churched number, though. Yes, <laughs> you were a church number, not yeah. an outside church. Number. Right, I was, right. I was part of the 80 percent, though. Hey. That's really cool. <laughs> and so you can tell, like the like Keith, your experience of playing at Colonial um, is really well well run, right? Oh, I mean, tell yeah. a little bit of your experience with that. Yeah, it's it's great. It's awesome. It's uh, basketball there. It's really one. It's really uh, one of the best men's leagues around. Uh, and I've heard other guys even comment on it. New guys who have played recently. I was actually talking to one of the refs uh, Monday night. Um, who I knew from another team I used to play on, and he was commenting on, "Wow, I mean, I, I hadn't been around this league in a while. It's it's really really got really good." Um, and obviously, you know the, you know I love the ministry aspect behind it too. Uh, I mean every uh, every team every night has a, a a ten minute devotional, and just obviously you know you can see the ministry heart behind what they're doing and. Uh, they're always great devotionals. They're, they're impactful, and, you know, I think um, guys are always – you can always tell the guys are listening, and who knows what they're retaining, but, you know, you're obviously planting the seed, and, you yeah. know, that's the whole point. But there's a lot of teams now. I mean, I remember for a while there, there was – you know, I can't remember exactly, but I always felt like maybe nine or ten teams or something, but now we've got 16 – there's 16 teams in the men's league, and, oh, wow. um, you know, that was like the max cutoff at some yeah. point, like we yeah. couldn't have any more. And so there's a, it's a really good men's league and run really well. And so the, the talent is pretty good too. I mean, the talent is very good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually has gotten better. Um, you know, I'll say it's gotten better. So, cause we haven't been able to win the championship in a while. So it's Trust. definitely gotten better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So no, uh, but no, it, it really has. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So if you guys, a little shout out to you guys locally here in North Carolina, if you're in the area, you know, check out colonial sports ministries. I mean, check it out seriously. Cause it's really good competition. And also if you want to be a coach too, um, I know I, I coached U 12 boys soccer last spring and that was just a really fun experience. And also just, kind of pushes you to challenge yourself as a coach to not only coach these players but also give a devotional and like really think about their spiritual yeah. situation too yeah. and, and talk about like how how a sports ministry is a ministry you know yeah well I- exactly i mean the the whole reason why i sit at my desk uh each day is because it is ministry otherwise you know it'd just be like any parks and rec department you know it would be no different than that so yeah every one of our practices we have a a devotional we send it out to the coaches so it's not like they're coming up with a devotion on their own it's supplied by us they're very it's very uh, solid uh, theologically aligned with obviously what we hear from the pulpit every every sunday and so yeah our coaches do that every practice so we've got kids from other religions i mean we've got um jehovah witnesses mormons you name it muslims uh, any 
uh, you know, various religions out there, and yeah. they just want their kid to kick a soccer ball or hit a baseball or something, and the whole time they're hearing about the gospel. So, yeah. it, I mean, it, it's, yeah, the, it's gospel-centered ministry. And then, of course, we don't compromise on the sport. We want them to get better at the sport, too. So it's not like we're just throwing in a little bit of the sport yeah. at the same time <laughs> yeah. but but it's good quality we got great coaches and things yeah. like that so. that's really cool so i was just going to ask you like maybe one thing of, of you know what is rewarding about the job your role there and i think part of it is probably seeing kids I mean, come to the lord or you know and right through your ministry yeah you know so yeah over the course of my years um Honestly, we haven't seen uh, a lot of kids, but we have seen a few. We've even yeah. seen uh, an assistant coach uh, who was listening to the head coach all season. And then at the end of the season, he approached the head coach and said, you know what, I don't think I've ever done this. I don't think I've ever accepted Christ as my Savior. And so we, we have had a few kids. Uh, like you said, we're planting seeds. Uh, we had a kid last um, last summer at our soccer camp uh, accept Christ as his Savior. So obviously that's eternal. That's an eternal impact. So you can't you can't even right. measure that, you know. And then uh, lately, it's just really, really something to see because this is kind of the first time experiencing this where. I guess maybe because I've been in the position as long as I have. It's been eight years now. I think I'm developing a trust with the parents. They know me a little bit more. So they're opening up about things in their family, maybe relational things going on, or maybe one of their children is going through a, uh, a health issue or something like that. As a matter of fact, I just received an email this morning from a from a coach who uh, the parent on that team uh, wanted me to know about the fact that his son was going through a serious health issue. Mm -hmm. So just being able to pray for these families, uh, developing those relationships are really rewarding. Yeah. So it's awesome. That's awesome, Peter. And now that you talked about some things that are rewarding about your role as a sports director, but I'm sure there's some challenges as well. So, oh, yeah. Can you explain some of, <laughs> what are some big challenges that you, maybe you face as a director of a big, large sports ministry? Right, right. Well, number one, undoubtedly, is the uh, recruitment of coaches. Yeah. Every season, and it seems like it's becoming more and more of a challenge every season, too, where it seems like the parents more or less want to just remain spectators be on the sidelines, watch their little, you know, their <laughs> kids playing soccer or whatever sport and not be involved. So recruitment of coaches by far and away is the um, number one challenge for me. It's, uh, it's really uh, uh, quite challenging sometimes. And then I would say, um, unfortunately, you even have some conflicts maybe between coach and coach during games or even coach and parent you know, maybe their kid, they don't think is playing as much as they should and that type of thing. So resolving conflicts is another uh, another big thing. Mm -hmm. But recruitment of coaches, I mean, yeah. like you you said it a few minutes ago, yeah. check out Colonial Sports because we're always in need of coaches. We have several uh, parents who don't even have kids in the league anymore. Their kids have graduated, but they just want to be involved uh, in a ministry and, and teaching mm -hmm. these kids. So... Don't think just because you don't have a child in the league that we would not want you because we right. would. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I experienced personally some of that of I don't have kids of my own, mm -hmm. but I also love playing soccer. And I, I felt like I had 
you know, a, a hand where I could coach the sport. Yeah. And so obviously I approached you about it and obviously I couldn't do it this spring, but I know you guys have a fall soccer we do. Well, right? so we do. We do. Both in the spring and fall. Yeah. So in the spring, what we have are developmental and match play soccer, t-ball and machine pitch baseball. Then in the fall, we have um, the same two: developmental soccer and match play. And then we don't have the baseball or t-ball, but we replace it with flag football. Nice. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. And then in the winter, like basically from December through February, is our children's basketball indoors, and um, that's a big league too. Yeah. So what is the website? Do you happen to know the website exactly? Is it www.colonialsports? It, it's actually uh, like sports.colonial.org. www.sports.colonial.org. Okay. Cool. So yeah. So you guys can go check it out. We'll also post that link on our Facebook post when we post about our podcast episode. Great, so you guys can great. go check that out right now if you guys are interested in signing up. And who knows, you might actually speak to Peter personally. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> I would love to. If you're going to coach, I'll, I'll speak to you. <laughs> love that. So uh, in closing here, Peter, um, maybe what are some one to three pieces of, of advice maybe you would give to somebody who is maybe approaching a sports director role in their future, or maybe they're interviewing for a sports director at their church or wherever they are. Mm-hmm. What is what is maybe one to three things of advice you can give them? Sure, I, I would say number one is always to keep in mind. Just keep reminding yourself it is ministry that um, the Lord is working through it, and it could be you could lose sight of that when you're sitting at a desk all day and you're staring at Excel spreadsheets <laughs> and you're just looking at names and trying to put kids on teams and things like that and you're you're going cross-eyed just looking at spreadsheets uh remind yourself that the lord has placed you there it's ministry uh the gospels being presented and um there are impacts uh, being made and, and we've seen them then number two uh it's just busy especially a colonial like i said we have over 3200 participants so Sometimes you just have to multitask. You, you got to be able just to move quickly, and uh, it can be difficult at times, but just the ability to shift focus and, okay, I got to tackle this, and prioritizing is really important, yeah. of course. And then I would say number three, and this is one that I got to remind myself, and my wife would probably tell you <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't follow this one, is don't let it consume you. I, I got to get away from it and spend time with family. Yeah. And just get away from my email, get away from the phone, uh, get away from those spreadsheets. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, don't let it consume you. But, uh, yeah. you know, while you're at it, obviously you're working hard, working for the Lord. That's yeah. really cool. Well, thank you so much, Peter, for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate your insight and how to, you know, become a sports director or how to handle different situations as a sports director. So really appreciate your time today. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's a privilege to be able to be here and speak to you guys and hopefully been a blessing to, you know, whoever's out there in the audience uh, listening to this. All right, guys. Thank you. Well, if you want to check out Colonial again, it's sports.colonial.org, correct? Yep, that's it. Check it out, guys. All right, peace out. And with that, that concludes our episode for this month. Thanks for listening. 
If you want to find out more about who we are and what we do, check out our website at 323sports.com. Also, guys, be sure to check out our social media platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We post daily stories on Instagram, so make sure you have fun and engage with us. As always, don't forget to do it right. Right.